The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, now certifiably 100% gluten-free also. I'm your co-host, Tim Chelsvik. I'm Matt Drury, and I am not gluten-free. No? You got no. some gluten in you? I, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I have a little bit of everything. <laughs> it's amazing how we grew up with just like eat whatever. And now I kind of still feel that way. Every, <laughs> now everything is, is that gluten free? Yeah. Is that free range? Is that hormone free? I don't know, man. I, I don't concern myself with those things. All really? I try to do is, you know, not get to be a 220 pound, five foot nine (laughs) (laughs) guy. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah. I, and and I'm, I'm, I, I'm kind of the same way. I eat pretty much whatever I typically eat a pretty natural diet and it's not a whole lot of processed foods. Although deer hunting, spending time in the stand makes, I get, especially late season, I get so hungry and just ravenous for anything. When I come home, it's, you know, you're sitting out in the cold and I, it, yeah. it was funny because back in the day when I was hunting at dad's and Aaron Bennett was his farmhand camera uh-huh. guy. And we know Aaron well, obviously he's in the Drew Outdoors team member, Whitetail Properties uh, agent. And he's, he's Italian, right? And he would always, he'd always say, oh, we were, we were outside. He would like uh, qu- quantify it. Like, oh, we were outside. It's cold out there. Like you, you, you're burning more calories. Yeah, you're you burning gotta- all these calories. You got to eat more. And, uh, <laughs> Well, you see how it worked out, (laughs) (laughs) especially as you age, you can't get away with that that, stuff. He would eat pasta. He would just literally every night with spaghetti and and meat, meat sauce and and garlic bread. (laughs) That's fine every now and again. But like if I I hit 40 last year, so do the math, be 41 in February. Okay. And, uh, and I, like my body is very efficient. If I eat it, it's going to stick with me. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. So anyways, I'm sure we are lost everybody here at the beginning of the podcast. That's, kind of, that, that's the trick. Like, that the we want to weed out all the, the, the Fairweather fans and we want people to stick around. And How many people do you think that is that stuck around? Family included or no? Uh, my family would never oh. listen to this. <laughs> you guys have a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Neat. Yeah, What's yeah. that? It's funny. You're going hunt. <laughs> we got it. So let's get right into this story. I'm going to make you do it. So we just got out of Thanksgiving. We were telling our war stories. You know, you, I went here. We did this. We did that. Spent time with family. Tim has a great story and you got to get right into it. She's not going to listen to this. The, which is, is the, only, the only reason I could tell this story is because neither my in-laws or my wife will hear Or anybody you know. Unless, <laughs> unless someone, someone gets a bright idea of like cluing them into it. Yeah. Hey, you should check out this podcast yeah. you got slammed so in get it. right into it <laughs> so i uh my my in-laws live in springfield illinois and my wife and kids drove up a day early They're, they drove up on wednesday to spend a little extra time with the family my wife did a nice thing she's like you know you, just, you know hey, stay, stay here and hunt so i hunt i moved some stands moved some cameras on wednesday hunted a little bit saw some does and a couple small bucks i didn't shoot anything i still got a missouri archery tag to fill and yeah. i'm dying to do that um I hunted a little bit Thursday morning and then drove the couple hours up to Springfield, Illinois, 
did Thanksgiving, you know, lunch. I even brought some uh, venison tenderloin that I prepared and added to the the meal overall, and had a great time. Like I love, I love my in laws. Not, not a lot of people can say that. I actually enjoy spending time with them, and uh, and <laughs> and and I spent I don't know probably five or six hours up there, and I was like, oh, I should probably head back because yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's getting kind of late because I'd been up at five that morning yeah. and you know out hunting and blistering cold, yeah. and then and then drive up there, Eat then drive. <laughs> drive back, uh, and I, I plan on being out the next morning. Yeah. Uh, and 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 my 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 mother in law said, "What kind of company makes you work on the Friday after Thanksgiving?" And, and so let's be clear: we don't. <laughs> no, we it's don't it's, make a, it's you a work. Pay, it's, pay, it's paid time off PTO. Um, and I We're said, "Good well, well, people." <laughs> actually, I'm going to be in the stand. I'll be hunting, and <laughs> and we're sitting in. They're sitting in the living room and we're watching, there's some like Hallmark movie or something, something on. horrible. On. And my sister-in-law, her husband sitting there, my father-in-law, my wife, everybody. Yeah. And I was like, well, actually I'm not going to be in the studio. I'm going to be out in a stand hunting. And she, <laughs> she gets this screwed up look on her face. Like someone peed in her Cheerios. And she was like, Hunting and her, she's going side to side with her head like she can't wrap her mind around this. Hunting, yeah. hunting. You're going, Tim. You hunt more than anyone I know. No, well, I'm a hunter. <laughs> I'm a hunter. I make my living in the hunting industry. I haven't I'm, killed anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, and, and I don't expect her to understand yeah, kind of the mental the pressure that comes with that. Yeah. But I, I did hope that she at least understood that that's part of my job and yeah. it establishes credibility. It contributes to what we're doing here at Drew yeah. Outdoors. Yeah. It's not like my job is completely dependent on it, but it's it's important. And lady, if you rail me, I'm going to talk about you on my podcast. <laughs> I, I will go tear you up when you're not looking because <laughs> I'm not man enough to do it here. And, <laughs> and, and then that, that just kind of contributed to my wife being like, yeah, I guess you are kind of leaving early. And could you hang around a little longer? Awesome. Thanks. Like it just dominoing. I was like, fine, I'll, I'll stay a little longer and do some more <laughs> stuff. Also, I'm just trying not to get in an accident on the way home by falling asleep. Sleep yeah. on the road. And if I die tonight, thanks. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking, I really hope I kill on Friday. Yeah. Because that's so, would... so fast forward, because this is the next best part of the story. So what happened Friday? Uh, I killed nothing. And what were you thinking the whole time? <laughs> I yeah, I was I was just wanting it was you miserable. were picturing your mother-in-law's face hunting. <laughs> screwed up like she was having some kind of she, she epileptic right. ep- episode. Like <laughs> she her, was right. What am I doing here? <laughs> you do you do kind of question like yeah. man, I've spent a lot of time away from home and this is a lot, you know, extra gas on the road to oh, take yeah. two vehicles and uh but but Friday was just miserable. It rained yeah. and it, it was it windy. Was nasty. And, Yep. Yeah. So it was in the tree stand that the whole afternoon. Uh, it's, but it's funny how they feel at the beginning of the season versus the end of the season. You know, we're, we, we could see the end inside here. We've got a month <laughs> yeah. left, which will fly by like that. And the text messages that I send, like in the early season, like, you know, didn't kill anything tonight, but I saw blah, 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 blah. And this was awesome. And we saw this. Don't and that. worry. You'll get them sometime soon. And now it's just like, I just literally, the only thing I say is headed home. And I get a K. K. Yes. <laughs> like, when is this charade, you loser, gonna be over? Well, it, it, what I January. What, what I didn't, I didn't take time to explain to my mother. And later, later on, she came out to me. She's like, Tim, I still love you. You just, you just hunt a lot. And I was like, Well, so she was I, still being, I, a, you know what? Really, I mean, I, lo- I love you too, and I enjoy spending time with you guys. But just know, like, this is how we pay the bills. Yeah. So. 
it is it is what so, it is. So you start doing had, the head bob. Had I killed back in September or October, this wouldn't be quite yeah. the issue it is. But yeah. you know, it, things it, happen the way they do, they and do. here we go. Here we go. So <laughs> it just uh, it never it, it it's like which we're gonna kind of talk about some of this stuff here in a little bit realistically yeah but you kind of get hit from all sides as a hunter it's like you're not hunting friends kind of think yeah it's a, a joke a, a little bit yeah. yeah what about well okay i don't get it whatever uh you got you're really not hunting friends that are saying like you have guns you have but i don't understand why you got to do this and then you got your family like all right when's enough enough you're missing out on this or that or the other like it's a we've talked about all the time it's a heck of a balancing act it really is yeah i didn't go out once over thanksgiving break we were off you know thursday friday saturday you're sunday a better husband than i am no it just it was one of those things where it's like all right i got to you know we had stuff going on saturday we had stuff going on for thursday uh huh we went Wednesday. We just Scott and I drove over to Illinois. We had some intel, like recent intel on a couple really big deer on this farm that I hunt in Illinois. Didn't pan out. You know, we saw a few deer, just mm-hmm. didn't pan out. Didn't see any big bucks. Um, didn't see any bucks hardly. And so Thursday, I was like, you know what? Let's just chill out for a few days. Did Thanksgiving thing Thursday, hit both up, hit both families. Friday, like you said, it was raining. It, it, it was <laughs> miserable yeah. Friday. I, can't I still saw a deer though. Like I, I was sure. amazed that they were out and on their feet <laughs> was in the driving rain. Yeah. <laughs> like no idiot's going to be out hunting us right now. Saturday, we had a family thing. Sunday, I thought about it. I really thought hard about it. It's like, oh, you know, but it was like 20, 25 mile an hour winds. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> I thought, all right, let's just, t- t- Monday was going to be great forecast looked awesome i thought all these deer are gonna get up and move on monday all of them Mm -hmm. because because the weather was so bad leading into it so we went yesterday monday was yesterday uh this is we're filming this tuesday the third here december 3rd so we went out right out of the gate we got got in the stand maybe at 2 30 check some cards Mm -hmm. got in the stand at probably 2 30 boom one buck comes out two bucks Three bucks, four bucks, five bucks. They're all young. The oldest being a, and the first one out was this really beautiful 10 point, three and a half year old 10 point, but five deer were sitting over. I I paid the farmer to leave an acre or two of beans Mm -hmm. right in front of our spot and boom, just like clockwork. They all hit it. Deer cast said great from three to four. And it was like three 30. They came out. It was, it was perfect. And so in our mind, we're thinking tonight's the night, this type of early movement it was high pressure, bluebird sky. Wind was a little lower wind speed than uh-huh. I had hoped, but that didn't seem to bother him out of the gate. Okay. So I thought tonight we're going to see every deer on this farm. And we were sitting in a spot where you could see a long ways. <clears throat> sure enough, these deer come out, they feed off. We see a bunch of does over on the other side of the field. We see, you know, deer literally everywhere. We saw probably eight, nine bucks, you know, pr- probably total 25 deer. I mean, it was, you know, we could see a country mile, but you know, it was great to see all these deer up on their feet and right at last light here comes to us too. He's coming up from below the bedding area below coming up out of the timber and he jumps the fence. It was literally, he was following a doe literally identical to the encounter we had with him. This is my eighth encounter with him. So I don't know, remember which number it was like number four or five. Uh-huh. It was literally identical to that encounter. He jumps the fence. He <clears throat> heads in 
to the to the beans and he's at 50 yards and it's it's within probably five minutes left of shooting light sure so it's getting darker and my only shot probably i every other deer came within at least 40 yards Mm -hmm. if not 30 if not closer i thought all right he's gonna feed into the beans like every deer yeah of course the does didn't he ended up feeding off with the does so the closest he ever got was when he crossed the fence at 50 yards and it was 55 and 56 57 also it was 62 and it was getting you know the last minute i was like all right i'm not all right our hunt's over yeah game <laughs> not gonna, over. We, you know we've seen this deer this many times i'm not gonna screw it up now because i could i could have took a 50 yard shot like five times now yeah. at this deer and not to say i won't but the conditions not that you get the perfect conditions i just felt like they weren't right and i wasn't going to take uh-huh. the shot and it's hard to do that especially this point in the year going back to our previous conversation like you've been hunting this long and this is our target animal well, and he's not getting any, getting into any better shape he'd busted off a brow time since last yeah, you saw him yeah he busted up his g1 so we literally saw this deer seven times in october not one time did we encounter him in november mm-hmm. despite the fact he was in front of my one blind <laughs> on opening day of gun season and i was at a different spot so we never saw, laid eyes on him there and then here we go. We turn that page into deer Simber and he's back to this feeding pattern. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's any mistake either. I mean, he's, he, it was, you know, that month of November, it's a crap shoot. Yeah. And so he's back to a pattern. All this kind of plays into my mind. It's like, all right, what would Mark and Terry do? Well, what should I do? What are my abilities? Right. What, you know, <clears throat> the pressure of what if I screw up? It's all on uh-huh. camera. That always plays into my mind. So I want, I want a closer shot. I, w- I would have took a 40 yard shot. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Cause you've been practicing out yeah. to 40. You feel confident. Yeah. That. Yeah. And, and 50, I'll take the shot, but it better be perfect. And quite frankly, he was pretty dark. Look, you know, he was, the timber was behind him. So he looked darker than like in the camera looks great. Yeah. But to me in my naked the eye, sight I, picture I, is nice. I pulled up my site trying to look to see, and it was dark and I just wasn't going to do it. So regardless, I, I made the decision to let him, let him continue on. I thought, Hey, looking ahead, I, I had looked ahead at the forecast before we hunted. And I thought we got several good days here. I can't today, but mm-hmm. tomorrow we got a West wind perfect for the same blind. Uh, Thursday doesn't look to be a good day, but Friday then <clears throat> it, we got a Northeast wind, which is perfect for this stand. We hung at the point there, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is where he walked past, you know, 30 yards, 20 <sighs> yards, like whatever. Yeah. So, so all right, tomorrow back into the blind we were in uh, Friday, my plan is to hunt if the wind sticks to what it's supposed to do, I'm uh-huh. going to go hunt that, that tree stand. Yeah. So I, I kind of, all these things are going through my mind. It's like, all right, well let's not screw it up. It's better just to do no harm. That was my strategy early season. And why diverge from my strategy now? Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating. The steer, he's really wearing me out, but he, I don't want to screw it up. I don't want to put a bad hit on him. I don't, you know, all no those doubt. things. So. Yeah. Live to fight another day. Yeah. So there you go. We didn't spook anything. All these deer came in close to us, never knew we were there. It was great. So. Yeah. Which is kind of a trick given how many deer yeah. you guys had around you and how close they were. So we did something right. We didn't spook him. We got out of there quietly. I thought, all right, let's, mm-hmm. 
we were not hunting Tuesday. Let's go back Wednesday, give it another shot. Sure. Now the question, a lot of people keep saying like, Hey, you're gonna, you know, what about a crossbow? And, and like you and Scott are saying, you don't want to do that. I have no problem shooting him with a crossbow. I was going to shoot him with a gun. Why not a crossbow? I really don't care. I'd like to kill this deer, but I don't have a crossbow. I could find one, I'm sure, but I just, I'm going to stick it out a couple more days here. If we're getting in late season and I'm hunting this deer in like January and I passed the muzzleloader season and I still, you know, that's the, Oh, bets are off. That's probably when I'm pulling the crossbow out. Yeah. I don't blame you. And I, like I said, I got no problem doing that. Yeah. As of right now, I'd still like to try to shoot him with my vertical bow. Well, it kind of, it kind of leads into our question of of the day um, about killing deer and the pressure to produce and all that kind of good stuff. All right. Well, the question of the day is brought to you by Cabela's Bass Pro. It's a one-stop shop. You get everything you want. They got their wish list going on right now. They got the flannels. They got everything you could ever ask for right there in those stores. So check it out before all the good deals are gone. I realize I don't have any flannel shirts. We got to get some. I need to Scott just bought some. Where are you at, big man? Well, Scott's always leading me when it comes to fashion. fashion. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Here's our question of the day from Mr. Jason Breaker. Hi, my name is Jason Breaker from Central Wisconsin, and my question this week is, with having a television show, do you feel the pressure to have kills on film? Also, have you taken bucks a year or two early because you needed footage for that year? Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Fair question. Valid points. Uh, Yes. I think the question is probably yes. Uh, There's a lot of pressure. Uh, You know, we, it's not, you're not out there killing just for the sake of killing. It's not like that. It isn't like that, but let's be real. This is a business. We've been in business 30 years. We have, we have contracts. We have contractual obligations to produce, right? Whether it's with the network, whether it's with, you know, the, 10 to 15 sponsors for each of our show shows. We got four shows. We yeah. got, you know, a, a, a cast of employees here that you, you know, that expect a paycheck every yeah, Monday. Yeah, and and to do that, you have to perform in the field. So I, I always tell my wife this, it's like, Hey, it all stems from one thing. The fact that we kill big deer on camera. And that's the reality of the business side of it. Doesn't mean that we're not managing our farms or being gamekeepers or doing, you know, harvesting does or all the other things that Mm -hmm. go along with it. But at the end of the day, it is a business and we've made it into a business and we have to perform all all of us involved. And so there is a pressure undoubtedly that come comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, case in point, the, the buck I killed last year, it'll air on natural born, uh, coming up soon. That's not, that's not by any stretch, my biggest buck. It's, it's, it's one that I'm, I'm not ashamed of. Like I'm, I'm happy with it, but it's, it's not, it's not a record book buck by any stretch, but I felt like I wanted to contribute to the team. I wanted to have a hunt. It, it established, it further establishes my credibility as someone who can kind of kill deer every now and well, again. To be honest with you, that kill was pretty awesome too. You're sitting in basically someone's backyard and it, and it was different. It, yeah. It was so different. I enjoyed it. Like size, you know, size doesn't matter. Right. I, I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I've heard that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't bother me. Like I thought it was awesome. I thought cool. it was a great 
Great Hunt, it showed a dis- different aspect of hunting that we don't show often, but that right. yet the consumer deals with a lot. Yeah. So to me, it was a, a, a so some diversity. 10 out of 10. Yeah. And, and he went down, you went down on camera. On camera so yeah, so that, was awesome. that was, that was great, but, but it was getting late in the season. Yeah. And so there, there's even a relativity to it. Like now I'm getting to the point where you may not kill anything, getting a little year. antsy. Yeah. And, and, and so, so even that plays into it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so his other question was, uh, do you shoot, would you shoot something maybe a year a or two early? early? Um, I think I could probably answer this for Mark and Terry. I don't think they would. But they have the luxury of the fact that they have multiple properties to hunt and their and herds to where they're trying to find the most mature buck. Yeah. It may not be a, a giant, but you know it, it's the most mature buck, and that's kind of what they're going after. I I don't have the same. I'm in a different part of my hunting career. You always hear people say my hunting career. I I still. And very much green, right? So like the deer I just shot this in November during the rut, that deer, I, you know, dad asks, you think he's four or five? Uh, And my first instinct was, I I think he's five. But then, you know, I look back on all the pictures, look back on the footage we had of him in velvet. He was four and a half, I believe, I I believe, you know, and, and would that deer have been even better next year? Absolutely. But look, you know, it, it's one of those things where, not only pressure from the job we have, but just home life. Like I felt pressure to, and I <laughs> think anybody done. can relate to this, like whether it's your job or not, the pressure to kill something and, and come back home and say, I did it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. my wife, like, Hey, I've been out here for all these days. And, and during the rut, you know, you're out there. I took like four days off or five days off or whatever it was mm-hmm. hunting morning and evening. And that was like the last opportunity. So, right. you know, I said early in the year, when I looked at those pictures, Reconyx pictures, if that deer walked in front of me, I don't think I could pass him. Yeah. And that's what happened. You know, so I didn't make no, like, I got no problem with it. Like, he's a great buck. He's a a great buck. But he would have been better next year. What are you going to do? Yeah. and (laughs) I mean, but people say that all the time, but I mean, that's. That's true, but there are a lot of factors that go into that buck not walking in front of you next year. Yeah. Well, and him getting killed by a neighbor during gun season. I mean, uh-huh. there's, I really don't, it didn't bother me. What I like to kill five-year-olds and better at this point in my evolution of my own hunting. Yeah. Yeah. But did it bother me? Absolutely not. It's a good, good kill, good deer. I was proud as could be about it. That's so. right. That, which at the, at the, at the end of the day, I think that's, that's the metric. Like, are you confident that you made the right decision and if so then do it not to mention i've been fiddle farting around on that lease for like five years i was starting to question my Can own I really ability. do this on yeah. my own like i then that, that was a big part of it too not not at the time like just in general hey if if one of these three deer walk in front of me at the beginning of the season this is what i if one of these three deer walk in front of me any one of them got to, got to get shot. Yeah, no doubt. If I can make the shot, cause we all know how hard it is. You get like one chance you better execute. Yeah. So yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. So it, it's a great question from Jason. Uh, appreciate you asking that. If other people want to ask questions, they can just go to juryoutdoors.com yep. slash podcast. And there's a send voicemail button and uh, click that. And if you want to enunciate like Jason, very clearly, he was and clear. clearly man, Go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before we go too much further, we're running out of time on one major thing here. Yeah. We're about to give away a farm. Today's the third, as I mentioned. 
the farm giveaway winner is going to be picked on December 15th. That's right. So if you have not entered yet, you're, you're a loser. I'm just going to tell you right now. In general. Kind of go Donald Trump on you. <laughs> right. No, you should. You're fired. You should. Get it. It's literally, there's no strings attached. Go on a deercast.com or go into the, the app if you have it. There's a farm giveaway tab. Make sure you get the latest version on your phone. Farm giveaway tab and yep. bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. You put in your email address. You got to put an email address in because we got to know how to contact you. And then- Please check your spam or junk mail around <laughs> December 15th <laughs> in case our email goes there. Our, our guy, Jordan Johnson, just won the Traditions Loophole uh, package. Awesome. And I sent him an email yesterday saying, hey, congratulations. And I'm always very cautious about how I word those emails. Yeah. Because you say, congratulations, you won the prize. And that's like and probably so, filters. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so he called Bloomsdale and... And wanted to know, like, is this a hoax or is this real? Good and for so him. we, you know, made the connection and everything. So I had a we guy, had a I forget exactly his name, um, something Rome Outdoors or. Oh, Papa Rome. Yeah. So he yeah. emailed us and this guy's awesome. Like he's done in New York, <laughs> yeah. public land and these mountains. Up in the mountains, the Catskills. And his, he sent me a video and it was, I found it fascinating. And so I sent it on to you. I said, hey, let's reach out to this guy and do an article yep. for DeerCast on him. It's I think progress. Fascinating. Well, you had one of our writers reach out to him and he emailed me instantly. He's like, is this for real? Is this a writer of yours? I'm like, yes, it is. He's like, well, you never know. But that's to your point. Like, <laughs> yeah, people are just conditioned to expect yeah. to be fished or spammed. Yeah. So go into your junk mail in your spam folder and check for any email from like, just type in the word Drury and it's, or Deercast or Deercast. It's coming from Mark or Terry or me or Taylor, or, you know, Deercast in general, like, and make sure you Marcus is not spam. And, and we got so many good emails. I'm literally like two or three emails go out a week, but it's not like, it's not stuff selling you. It's stuff like it's articles, it's information, yep. it's, it's how to stuff. It's great content. So go check it out. If you're not already getting them in your inbox. Because so, you're, you're missing out and you're a loser if you don't. That's right. To finish Stupid it, the points. <laughs> so, no. So, anyways, back to the original point. The 15th, Sign up for the farm giveaway. It's cutting off. We're cutting it off. And not only do you win a farm, but you win a thousand acre get. You win a thousand dollar dollar gift, gift card, card yeah. to Mossy Oak to their website. You get how many reconics cameras? Six. Six reconics cameras. So, look, we've gone through this. We food plotted this place. We've done a a timber evaluation. We have stocked the ponds. We've added gates to it. We've done everything to this piece. We've identified stand sites. We're not going to put them up for you. It's a legal issue. I bet Forrest uh, has probably peed out there too. Yeah. So I guarantee you, Chad. (laughs) So uh, we've marked the territory. Literally this thing, it's 60 acres. It's ripe for the picking, but then we're going to outfit you in some camo and the trail cameras and, and send you on your way, man. Oh, not to mention, we're going to fly you out to our drive, get you there to the ATA show this January Uber. and <laughs> Uber and, and, <laughs> and, and the ATA associations putting you up in a hotel. They're taking care of your accommodations, getting you in the show. So yeah. this, this package, I mean, it's, it's legit. It doesn't give, I mean, we've kind of covered the entire, the entire experience of owning a piece of property, like literally. And, and, and then, and then, uh, and this brought to you by Onyx, by the way. Yes. And at ATA, I mean, it's going to be a spectacle. 
It will be. Like last year, it was a spectacle just making the announcement about yeah. the farm giveaway. I just can't imagine what it's going to be like this year with the person there. And here's the deed. Yeah. Have I'm, fun. I'm pretty excited about it. I want to see who, I, I mean, it's a life changer. Yeah. It really is. So, I, I mean, that's a dream of, I think, any any hunter for sure, but American no in general is owning your own land. Chunk of land. 60 acres, northern Missouri. Beautiful, beautiful track. It's so, neat. Yeah. So, 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 I, so I'm if, amping it up, but it's for a reason, man. Yeah. If, uh, if, if you have not, um, registered yet, like if you, even if you register back in January, you're, you're good. Still, yeah. Like it just takes one entry to be registered for the entire year. You're in, you're good. If and you if get you try message, to enter twice, you're going to get an error message. That's what you're about to say. Yep. You're going to get an error message that says you can't be entered or something, you know, like yeah. there's an issue. It's because you've already entered. That's right. But if you got a question about it, feel free to email us. Cause we, you know, support at deercast.com we we do check we can go in and check to make sure you are entered that's so right. several people have done that yep yep so was there was there any other giveaway there We've, for december no it's it's all that's, wrapped up that's into, it that's yeah, the giveaway the, the grand grand prize and then you know we're giving away we're, we're going to do 12 days of christmas giveaway on the app as well so that starts uh what december date? 12th december 12th yep. so coming up next in the next week we're gonna start another giveaway if, as if we haven't given enough crap away and there's more <laughs> there's more so and, and it's all it, we have great partners like we they, they, they they're want, the ones putting it in exactly and we so bought the farm but they're, they're, <laughs> right, they're giving all the credit where credit's away. due uh but we got some really cool stuff coming up so we'll be yeah. we'll be promoting that make sure you're checking deercast every day because that's a promotion where you have to register every day to be qualified for that day's prize. So it's yeah. not, it's not like the farm where you enter once and you're good for everything else. You got to be in there every day entering. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I want to make sure we covered that cause it's, it's worth covering. It's not, we're not just giving away a hunt on some 40 acres or, Hey, that's cool. We're giving away a farm, a whole farm, whole farm. And you can invite us to come hunt if you <laughs> want. And- After HD hit Terry's Missouri farm, I'm sure he, he was eyeing it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, so, you know, it's still, you know, we're still running tra- trail cameras to our knowledge. It didn't get hit with the HD or anything like that. Doesn't have CWD unhunted. on it. It's been unhunted. We've owned it for two years now. And all we've done is put food plots in both years, ran trail cameras, stocked the pond, literally got it ready to go, handing the key over. It will be someone's come, come January. Someone made the comment. Sure. You guys are hunted it all out. Now you're giving it away because yeah. it's all, it's all depleted. Yeah. It's like, well, not Untouched. Really. <laughs> it's like, so why do people have to be so mean? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, that's just the way people think. I mean, sometimes I, I, it's it, usually there's a, str- a string attached, no strings attached. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of strings attached, a question for you. If you give someone venison, hmm. can you... Is it in a jar? <laughs> <laughs> of course. What else do you give venison in? <laughs> do you have any right to set parameters on how they use that venison? No. Why would you? So if you were going to give me some of your elk that you killed a couple years ago, which you have, yeah. and you knew I was going to give it to a dog, would you still wow. give me the elk? I, well, I don't know. I get, That's a tough one. I mean, I gave it to you. Tears. But it is odd. I don't know it's, why you would do well, that. It's a situation I'm in with my mom who <laughs> she has a dog. She loves a dog. I love dogs, had a dog. Um, <laughs> but whenever I, I know she feeds a dog from the table. Well, so did and she eat and then she gave it the leftovers? She, she has in the past, I found this out through my brother. 
and then I confronted my mom on it. She has made a full package of ground venison and mixed it in with the dog's food. Hmm. And I said, I would prefer you not do that because I work pretty hard for that venison. And it's that is odd. Not like if you want scraps or whatever, I'm happy to give you that. But it just kind of brought up to me a, a larger question of can you put parent because you are giving it to someone. But if you know the purposes there and you're not OK with the purposes, do you have any right to tell them, hey, don't feed this to Fido? Yeah. I mean, if you're a jerk. Yes. Which I, apparently I am. I am as Big well. Time. So I'd be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's expensive meat. I worked yeah. hard to get it. Don't feed it to your dog. This meat costs like 50 <laughs> times more than the dang meat from the grocery store. Well, and it's something I'll ask people. Like, if I, I'll ask them if they want some venison and I'll say, will you eat it? I do ask that. Yeah. Cause I don't, don't, don't just say yes. Don't like, be, yeah, yeah. This is not, not going to offend a, me. Yeah. Don't, don't just try to be polite here. Yeah. So. A lot of people have venison though. Tim, do we it. live in strange times, as we Joe do. Logan always says. We do. Strange times. I heard he's got a podcast. Something like that. Uh, let's get to the wildlife word. The wildlife word is, bought, is brought to you by the hit television show Airwolf, starring Jan Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnine, found in syndication. Um, you went in too far places. with it. <laughs> really? Yes. We're not going to get any. Okay. Continue. It's a great show. All right. What is it? Thermal tunnel. I don't We've know. talked about thermals on the show. Yeah. And, and and for the life of me, like I think I know how they work. <laughs> don't make me explain it. Don't make me draw you a diagram and don't ask me if I really know. So you can tune out then because thermal tunnel is is a, is a more complex version of Great. a thermal. Can't wait. Uh, it's an effect that happens when winds blow over an elevated object like a ridge or a small hill and meet the rising thermals from the valley or lower ground on the other side. The rising air currents flow up the hillside and meet the wind which is blowing over the top of the hill. This clash creates a thermal tunnel and the way i conceptualize it is yeah the thermals rising up this way you got wind coming this way at the top you almost get like Swirl. an eddy like like a wave yeah. curling over on top which which i actually had last friday when i was out hunting and it creates for a crazy situation to try to control your wind yeah it's just coming from all over kind the place. of a nightmare yep yep pretty much thermal tunnel now i know the test will be on friday the more you know. <laughs> All right. All right. Why don't we shut this thing down? Let's do it. Okay. Thanks for watching, everyone. Appreciate it. Till next time. Peace out.